The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Bart. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. Is it the first day of spring? First full day of spring. Spring arrived at 524 yesterday. Hard to tell. Very hard to tell. Today should be a nice day. Um, sunshine, but clouds will increase this afternoon, and a high of 52 degrees. But later in the week, uh, the northern half of the lower peninsula is expecting several inches of snow, mm. spring snowstorm, in the, um, uh, the up north. That should be wonderful. I know a lot of people are looking forward to spring break more so than maybe ever in the past from some of the people I've oh, talked really? to. Yeah. yeah. I would say be careful if you're driving. A lot of people are driving. I did a uh, rental car search again, and there are no rental cars available anywhere. No? So, And that's, uh, that's due still to the chip shortage. Allegedly. Allegedly. So uh, be careful. Most popular spring break uh, locations, Miami, San Diego, South Padre Island, and Outer Banks. Outer Banks. You know, with the Netflix show, The Outer Banks, a lot of uh, viewers think that it's like that down there. It's not. It's not like that down there. So stop, stop ruining our beautiful slice of heaven, <laughs> please. And uh, you wouldn't want to go down there on spring break. Because you're not going to get sun. No. So, so, save it for the summer. Yes, uh, Outer Banks is actually filmed in and around Charleston, South Carolina. Yes. Which is nowhere near the Outer Banks. Yes, and the, I've never seen anyone, anyone that looked any anything stars? like that down there. No. The Bogues? You don't see the Bogues? I've never seen them. No, <laughs> it's not real. So. Um, but yeah, definitely be careful traveling. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people, and people start leaving Jackson. We leave early. Uh, people have started to leave today for their week-long vacation, so safe travels. Yes, and many people are already planning their staycation, and there are a number of organizations that are planning some spring break activities, like the Jackson YMCA, Jackson District Library, the Michigan Theater. Be sure and check Today in the J and ExperienceJackson.com each day uh, during spring break for uh, some fun things to do. You are dressed uh, almost as if you were going to go to Mar-a-Lago today <laughs> with that uh, kind of oh, Seabreeze outfit. Um, I heard Donald Trump might be arrested today, but I don't think it'll happen. No. No. No, it's, um, according to m most media reports, uh, he is not being arrested mm. today. But how interesting would that be, right? First former president ever indicted. And what a circus, right? Absolute circus. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, former president uh, is rumored to actually want the handcuffs and perp walk. Yeah. But <laughs> he's not going to get handcuffs. <laughs> he's not getting that. No, the, they will not. Uh, they will not do handcuffs. Um, as you know, I was in Fort Wayne. 
Oh yeah, how was it? It was good. Now, do you remember our friend Clay McAndrews was telling us about the city that's trying to rip off bright walls? Yeah. And uh, even down to the, some of the marketing. It's Fort Wayne. It is. Wow. Well, I think it, uh, it is, but I've checked it out and it's got nothing on Jackson. Mm. Nothing on Jackson, so. Yeah. But, you know, murals in cities are very, very popular mm -hmm. at this point. So um, that's definitely the trend. Yeah, Clay has uh, been approached by many organizations and uh, municipalities to lend a hand in creating their own version of a Bright Walls Festival, and Clay's been very generous mm -hmm. uh, about that. And I think he was hired as a consultant by one one community, but uh, Fort Wayne, they, they didn't. They just ripped off all the- Something like that, yeah. but um, I will say that our you know, I didn't get a complete tour of their uh, their art, but uh, it's it's different. It's different. Well, ours is the best. Well, I think so too. The uh, NCAA uh, tournament. There are no uh, perfect brackets, although I, I I did pretty well. You had Purdue uh, winning. I should have brought the brackets down. Maybe we'll do that on Thursday. We'll bring down the uh, the brackets, but we still don't have an update from our um, is he our bracketologist? Adam, he used to send yeah. updates after every round. Yeah. I haven't heard boo from him. Where is our bracketologist? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So here's what I think has happened. I think he doesn't care about our brackets. I think he only cares about the higher dollar bracket. Oh, so. Well, um, the favorites have changed because of the loss. That's right. Do and you know some other upsets. Uh, the New York Times, Athletic is reporting that Alabama is now the favorite. Yeah, I'm excited to see Michigan State, Kansas State Thursday at Madison Square Garden. Mm -hmm. I think the winner of that's going to the Final Four. Yep. Uh, MSU senior guard Tyson Walker was uh, crucial in defeating Marquette on Sunday. When he got back to East Lansing, he found that his, his car had been towed. What? Yes. <laughs> you can't do that to Tyson Walker? <laughs> yes. Uh, the MSU Department of Pol Police and Public Safety's parking division towed his car, and according to MSU police, cars are towed if the vehicle's in a loading zone, leased space, university service vehicle space, disabled person space, or has six or more unpaid tickets, or is in a fire lane, or obstructing traffic. Michigan State notorious for parking tickets. It's very difficult, so uh, I'm with Tyson. And I, and I think the university should uh, pay to get this out. He had such a good game. I think so, too. I think they should give him a new car. I think they should give him a new car. <laughs> no, there's no violations anymore. No. no, maybe he can go. Okay. NIL, NIL, anything goes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, other basketball news last night. Did you see the New York Knicks? No, I watched the. Uh, I watched probably four games of the women's oh, tournament women's last tournament. night. Well, New York uh, Knicks forward Julius Randall had a career high 57 points at Madison Square Garden, where that's where the uh, next uh, round of NCAA yes. games are. But. Despite 57 points by Randall, the Knicks lost to the Timberwolves, 140 to 134. It's a, he set also set a franchise record for points in a single quarter with 26. Wow. Yeah, nine threes. Wow. Wow, amazing. Julius Randle. How old is he, Brandon? Can't be 30 yet, can he? Oh, he's 30 yet. He's amazing. He's Interesting 30. talent he is. 
Um, he a beast right out of college and uh -huh. kind of couldn't find his way, and it looks like he's definitely found his way now. Yeah, I was watching the uh, women's tournament. Mm -hmm. uh, had an interest in Indiana, obviously. Alexis Vargaser goes there uh, from Grass Lake. Indiana lost pretty much at the buzzer to Miami. Um, it was a great game. I don't know if I like the home court advantage in the women's tournament for the first two games. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's crazy. I know why they do it to fill the fill the arena, um, but I didn't think Michigan should have to go down and play LSU um, and their fancy dress coach. What is her name? Pam Malarkey, with all the polka dots. Brandon, uh, I thought that was unfair. Well, there have been some I think unfair assignments. Uh, some of the California teams having. Uh, built-in fan base when they play in California. Yeah, that's not right. Uh, it's just, it's the luck of the draw. Pine Knob released their uh, schedule. Oh. And uh, it's exciting. It's an exciting one. Highlights include Tim McGraw, Santana. But Brandon, I've got a back-to-back -back for you. July 22nd, Bare Naked Ladies. Then Sunday, July 23rd, Snoop and Too Short. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. Yes, that's a good back-to-back. -back. Mm -hmm. Dave Matthews Band will be there for their Tuesday show, as always. Um, but yeah, Pine Knob, it's Pine Knob again. Yeah, they dropped DT they did. energy. They did. Mm -hmm. Ti very timely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, uh, DT energy is getting a, a lot of uh, criticism. Oh, that. people do not care for them. The, uh, will there be any country acts at uh, Pine Knob? I said Tim McGraw. Oh, Tim McGraw. Now, is he one of the country dads on The Voice or American Idol? There's he, Blake. Which one is he? I only know Braden. Lape. Yeah, but there's Blake. What's his name? Blake Griffin. No. <laughs> on The Voice. Blake Underwood. No. What's the guy's name on The Voice that helped uh, Braden? Blake Shelton. Blake. Is it Blake Shelton? And then who's the guy on American Isle that's the country guy that looks like Blake Shelton? Luke Bryan. Oh, that's hard yeah. to tell. Luke Everyone Bryan, he has way better teeth they have than, uh, <laughs> than the other fella. Those shows, sure. they have to have a, a country dad yeah. figure. Yeah, they're good. That's, mm -hmm. that's the new father figure. Yeah. Uh, I got the police blotter here. Uh, Sergeant Postma was in the 100 block of East Cortland Street. Uh, this is uh, from uh, St. Patrick's day, mm. night, mm. Uh, uh, he observed a vehicle hit a parked car, <laughs> then attempted to leave the scene. A traffic stop was conducted, and the 37-year-old male driver was arrested for driving while intoxicated. While he was doing that uh, arrest, a large fight broke out in the parking lot. Oh, my God. And uh, they were there. Luckily, the police were able to quelled the disturbance after the subjects that were fighting left the area. Officers observed another vehicle strike a different parked car, <coughs> and guess what? The driver was arrested for driving while intoxicated. Do you have those drivers' names? How stupid do they have to be to see uh, cops at a traffic stop? Well, maybe they thought the cops were busy. Busy. I'll sneak out while the cops are mm -hmm. busy. Yeah. But when you hit a parked car, uh, it's two people hit a parked car. That's crazy. One right after the other. Wow, that's absolutely amazing. Weird. Hey, it's time for Love Living in Jackson, presented by Heather Herndon and the Herndon team. And uh, each week, Heather reminds us why it's great to live here. <laughs> Coincidentally, 
Heather's got a house listed two doors down from me. So if you'd like to be my neighbor, Heather's got a house (laughs) for you. And I am a wonderful neighbor. Mm. Uh, Noah, no, you can't move in. Okay, sorry. No Noahs in the neighborhood. Mm. Uh, Sugaring and cheering coming up. The Sugaring and Shearing Festival, Sunday, March 26, 12 to, car, 12 to 4, excuse me, mark your calendars, and join us as we get back out to Farm Lane to enjoy the wonders of spring on the farm. And uh, that's Love Living in Jackson, presented by Heather Herndon and the entire Herndon team at Howard Hanna Real Estate Services. Thanks to Jackson College for hosting a mental health forum yesterday. It uh, was... Uh, a project by the um, team at the, um, the folks in the diversity. Uh, what's the department called? Diversity, equity, inclusion. Yes. Um, yeah, this is a cool story for you know uh, connection to JTV. Daryl Stinson, phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. Grew up here in the Jackson area, football and basketball player. I mean, he's one of the best. He's one of the best. Uh, really to ever play around here. Uh, struggled with mental health. He had played football at Central Michigan, survived an attempted uh, suicide, and has turned into a motivational speaker and uh, really just helps a lot of people. And his story is absolutely amazing. And there's a lot of uh, videos on YouTube. I believe he even did a TED Talk, and I would mm-hmm. check that out. Uh, Daryl, just an inspiration. I believe a 2008 grad of uh, Jackson High School. Yeah, he told uh, those that were gathered at Burke Walker Hall yesterday that after an injury at Central Michigan playing football, uh, they gave him opioids. Right. And the common, common, and uh, ended up getting hooked and uh, kind of a spiral began downward from there. His mom, he told uh, the folks at the event, his mom threw herself on the hood of his car to prevent him from killing himself. I believe it. Wow. That's amazing. What an amazing, powerful story. And uh, for him to be able to take his story and help young people, um, you know, he's got a story that a lot of people can resonate with. High school athlete, mm-hmm. star, um, and you get injured, fall on hard times, right? That happens mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, but it's, I'm really proud to see him... Uh, uh, using his talents, and he's been doing this for quite a while yeah. now. So. Uh, travelers at uh, Detroit Metro Airport uh, were held up a little bit mm. because a gentleman from Ghana uh, brought six giant African land snails in <laughs> his luggage to Detroit Metro, and U.S. Customs and Border Protection uh, said, no, you can't. They Apparently, uh, they, they're... Uh, like invasive species like this. Uh, so you've got nothing to worry about in your checked muscle. bag, Brandon. Here, yeah, you, This good. guy, and he, they said, what are you going to do with these snails? They were live in his luggage. And he said, well, I was going to eat them. He when he got there? To, he was going to eat them. Like as a snack? As, yes. Ugh. Snails, you know. Uh, no, escargot, I don't know. Escargot. Escargot. But these are giant snails, giant escargot. But they're disgusting. Uh, and they can carry disease. Were they even, in his carry-on or checked? Uh, it doesn't say. Because would they smell? I, I don't know. Does snail smell? I think they'd probably do smell. Look at that stuff. Yeah, whatever How that is. How can that not smell? I guarantee it smells. 
Oh my gosh, and he was gonna eat This it. is at Detroit Metro? Yes. Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, you gotta wait till you get into the Sky Club to eat the escargot, <laughs> sir. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They do have food, they do, we do have food here in Michigan. So we you do. You have to bring your own food. The school health centers are back open. Uh, the Center for Family Health mm-hmm. at Parkside, Northeast, Jackson High, and Northwest. Need a physical? Want to learn more about your health? Just feeling stressed? Or if you're just plain old sick, the uh, Center for Family Health School Health Centers can help. Center for Family Health has been opening the door to health care for all for more than 30 years. Yikes. Uh, here's some vacation news. You know, a lot of people like the Airbnbs. Mm. The, uh, what's the other one called? Verbo. Verbo. A couple in Colorado rented a home through Airbnb and they're enjoying sitting out in the hot tub mm. uh, outside uh, in the evening having drinks. And the uh, gentleman felt something grab his head. Oh my God. Yes. And it was a uh, mountain lion. You're kidding uh, me. No. <laughs> Did he die? No, um, he jumped out and ran into the house. Jeez, I would have too. They look like uh, wolves. Mountain lion. They look like wolves and dogs. No, mountain lions, they've, they've got big hair. No, 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 that's a regular them. lion. I don't think so. I think we'll look into it. You know what, I'm, we'll see what a mountain lion looks like right now. Let's we don't settle even this. Have, by the way, we don't have wolves in Jackson County. I asked the, the folks from the DNR. We have a uh, coyote. Yes, we did with plenty of those, and they're they're uh, not dangerous. To humans. Yeah, so the mountain lion uh, does not uh, does not have a big beard. Oh, so sorry, mountain lion. So you got a shot at that. So yeah, so you were thinking of the traditional zoo lion mm-hmm. or um, MGM lion. The MGM lion. Yeah, and you know they filmed that with a real lion. Thank you for not showing um, my search bars up there, Brandon, on some of the other stuff I I may or may not have been looking at this morning. Uh, Appreciate you very much. Who's on the show today? We've got a great show. We are going to meet some principals from Jackson Public Schools right after this quick break. The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. Today's show is brought to you by Wilcox Lawn and Landscaping. And as it's the first day of spring, it's time to start thinking about your lawn. Oh, I know, I know. I know. I got to get all these trees picked up out of my uh, lawn, but Wilcox will be out starting up sprinklers and getting your lawn fertilized and ready to look good. Give Wilcox Lawn and Landscaping a call today. I was talking to a golf course a year ago on St. Patrick's Day. They were mowing. What? Yes. That's that's crazy. I think some are going to try and open up if the uh, snow melts. Hey, On Two Wheels is having an anniversary party, and it is on April 1st. 10.30 10.30 to 5 o'clock. They will have food, drinks. I heard they're giving, an, giving away an e-bike and everything in the store will be on sale. That's On Two Wheels, April 1st, 10.30 to 5 p.m. Joining us now are two principals from Jackson Public Schools from Cascades Elementary and her first year as principal there, Crescenda Jones, and Northeast Elementary Principal Phil Van Allen. Good morning. Good morning, morning fellas. Good morning. Nice, thanks nice for having us. Yeah, nice you. to have you guys. It's, uh, it's an exciting time, as always, at, at uh, JPS, but we were talking uh, just on the break, just all the improvements that have been made um, 
kind of just makes everything come together. Yeah, it really does. I mean, when I look at where Northeast was just a few years right before COVID, all the changes they brought in, all the things they've done, improving yeah. these areas for students, for teachers, everyone, it's fantastic. Yeah, and you've got a brand new school. Brand new school, beautiful building inside and out. So we're doing some great things inside as well. What's yeah. it like having the brand new building for, well, one for yourself, staff, but for the kids? I think it gives uh, the families, the staff, me as a whole, uh, something to look forward to. We're not just concentrating on the beautiful building on the outside, but actually trying to do some great things on the inside as well in terms of instruction. And um, we're doing great things both inside and out. Yeah, and with a new building, you never have to worry about anything <laughs> really breaking. So that's cool. I asked, uh, we had two guests, two principals on from JPS yesterday. I asked them both if they had seen Abbott Elementary, and neither have. The show? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Have you seen it? I have yeah. seen it. You get a kick out of it. Some of you yeah. are like, it's I've fun. seen that before it happened. Yeah. Some of you are like, eh, I wouldn't go like that. But yeah, I get a kick out of it. Yeah, it's a pretty funny show. And it's about um, elementary school in yep. Philadelphia. Yeah. I'm having tough times. I bet, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you're all both in a good mood because, uh, well, spring break. It's coming yeah. up. We're kind of news counting, right? Yeah. What's <laughs> yeah. spring break like for a principal? Is that just a nice time to chill out? or You get some work done yeah. where there's a little freedom for you, right? So yeah. most of mine will be done from home, but it's still kind of, okay, we're looking at towards the end of the year here now, yeah. right? We come back, kindergarten roundup starting right away. Then we're looking at everything for the picnics. We're looking at the end of the year. We're looking at our fifth grade bridging ceremony as they get ready to go to Parkside. Yeah. So it would be great if we could have some time to sit and relax, but there's still work to be done. Yeah. Well, let's take a look at some of the uh, things happening at each of your schools. Uh, you can tell us what we're uh, looking at. Yeah, so this one here is one of our kindergarten rooms. So these kiddos were part of the Young Fives program. And so they get two years, they call it a gift of time. So they were with Mrs. Chartrand last year for their young fives and then they're with her again this year in kindergarten. So right now they're working through their different letters. They're getting ready for the first grade. We've got in all of our K through two rooms at Northeast right now, these smart boards. They're great, we're able to put them in a spot where they're low enough, the students can interact with them. They can work on their letters, their sound blends, all of those different activities. They get a chance to really interact with it. And same idea here, they have these where it's inside this little piece of plastic that they can write on, erase, reuse. So as they're doing their math, their 10 frames, it really puts the student interacting with their work and having a chance to be a part of what's going on. Those two pictures, that's more work than I did in my entire <laughs> kindergarten. I know, isn't kindergarten it's so different? Like, even when I was there, yeah. right? I was telling uh, Jasper was on the other, I think I went a half day. Yeah. In kindergarten. Yep. But I it kindergarten, was probably two yeah. and a half hours or yeah. something, yep. right? And you might yes. do your letters and numbers, you moved on. Now they're right. doing everything under the sun, what we thought of as first grade as kinder. Yeah. So. Much more intense. Yeah. Reading month. Reading month. So Mrs. Chartrand invited me down to her room to read to them. It's so much fun with these kindergartners. They're so excited and so into these stories as you're going through this one. You're making animal noises and everything else. So the kids just love it. We've had Superintendent Beal, Assistant Superintendent Baker, all kinds of people have come through. We had um, former principals, everything else come through the building. You haven't been 
You haven't done any reading month things. You know, I haven't in a long time. No, in a long time. Well, we know we're going to have to get to sign up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a long up. time since I have, but you have, of course. Yeah. And uh, Crescendo, you brought some uh, photos from Cascades Elementary. Yes, our students are celebrating 100th day. So that's one of our classrooms where we get to a milestone of counting the number of days that we've been in school. So they're very excited in Miss Beth Miller's room. That was always my favorite day to go to the school. Oh, Kids dressed up like they were 100 years old. <laughs> they brought 100 pennies Correct. and 100 this and 100 that. And this is some center time work where students are placed in centers um, while the teacher works with other students for reading or an ELA. So our, our TP there. Or do you know what ELA is? What? Do you know what ELA is? <laughs> ELA? Yeah. English language. Very good. But yes, it's it, that, that's one thing I, I've learned is that's what the kids are called. I have yeah. ELA. I have ELA. That's taken me some time to get used yeah. to as a parent. It's on as educators. We need to work on right? We're so used to throwing these acronyms out. Right. we got TAs and the IEPs yeah. and everything else. And some pumpkin carving there as they were celebrating uh, harvest. So... Just some great students. Those are our kindergarten classrooms and some coloring of numbers. And mm -hmm. what a skill that we need in kindergarten. So kindergarten roundup, uh, there's a lot going on. You yes. guys have, it's, you really need to, to plan on spending a little bit of time, but um, there's tons of resources available. Yeah, absolutely. So when they come into the building, they'll get a chance to tour the building. Both of us have fairly large buildings. We're the two largest elementaries in JPS. And so there's going to be a host of different people there where they can meet different parts of the community. So the ABC Academy, Center for Family Health, all these different groups that are going to be there that are community partners. And I know we say a lot where community comes together, but Kindergarten Roundup is a great example of that. Yes, all these different partners that come together. Students are required by the state to have vision and hearing screening. We offer it right there on site. And people can pick which kindergarten roundup they go to. In fact, they can go to all of them. Yeah, they, they sure can. can, yeah. We'll see that too sometimes. So they'll go to all the different buildings, have their choices, right? With mm -hmm. school of choice, that's a big part of their options, being able to go through these buildings, see what does this building offer, what's unique, what's different here compared to the other buildings in district, out of district, and make them form choice. How long have you been at uh, Northeast now? So this is my third year at Northeast, fourth year at JPS. I was wow. assistant principal a year and second year as principal. Awesome. Kids can, well, both of your schools, all JPS schools are neighborhood schools. Yes. yes. You've got a lot of kids that just walk. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But you can, as you said, you can go to any, any one of the schools. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you live. Yep. Yep, it's definitely unique for education mm -hmm. compared to what it used to look like, right? But yeah. it's great for them to have those ability to say, this is the building that I think is going to meet my needs the best. Yeah. What's the personality of Northeast Elementary? Well, you're seeing it right here. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got, when you look through our whole building, we've got such a fun, engaging staff that just loves working with kids, right? So you look at our kindergarten those teachers are down there on the floor with them. As a high school teacher, I couldn't imagine spending the day on the floor and on the carpet, right? But they're down there with them, they're reading with them. As you work your way up through the building, we use what's called caring school communities. So the whole idea, they start with a morning circle and a little bit bigger uh, than this circle, but they're all together, there's a topic they're covering and they're going through either a struggle they've had, a success story they've had, something where they're talking about what's coming up in that day. And that's been a huge part of it for our kinder through our fifth grade. And Crescenda, uh, 
Is your school too new to have a personality? <laughs> no, we are not too new to have a personality. <laughs> I'm very fortunate to have a mix of some new teachers, so fresh out of college teachers as well as our more seasoned teachers. Uh, just like Phil alluded to, we have some caring, uh, outstanding kindergarten teachers that do an awesome job. When I need a little pick-me-up, that's where I'm headed, to a kindergarten room to hear the kids <laughs> read or get down on the floor with them as well. But we are definitely doing some awesome things around PBIS, which is Positive Behavior Intervention Support, and working to make sure that that community feel comes to Cascades. Great. See you both at Kindergarten Roundup next month, and thanks for coming in today. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. JPS principals, Phil Van Allen and Crescenda Jones. More of the morning show after this. The morning show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. The Michigan Department of Corrections has open interviews and hiring events taking place in Marshall, uh, March, at the Marshall Law Enforcement Center, March 21st, 9 to 5. That is uh, today, today in uh, Marshall. And then in Jackson, at the Jackson Training Complex, March 23rd, 9 to 5, open interviews. And uh, Jackson Area Corrections Facilities are currently hiring for officers, healthcare, food service, and many other positions. You can get paid while you train with the MDOC. Our show today is also brought to you by Vermeulen's Home Furnishings. They're in their third generation of being family owned and operated, and this month they are celebrating 97 years in business. Joining us now is the Jackson Director of MDHHS, Zoe Lyons. Good morning, Zoe. Good morning. Welcome back. Thank you. Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Jackson uh, office just down the street. We're just down the street. Our neighbors. Yeah. The weather's nice. We can walk it back is? and forth now almost. <laughs> almost. We're there. <laughs> We're getting close. Well, we've talked uh, several times about this over the last uh, couple mm -hmm. of years, the need for uh, foster parents and we're still we don't have enough we still don't have enough we still don't have enough specifically for our older kids which we've talked about over and over again um, we you know as kids oh boy older is even age 10 doesn't seem like oh, that's wow. an older child but um, 10 and over it's harder to find folks willing to take them in and these are the kids that you know have experienced some maybe some trauma for longer periods mm -hmm. of time so, yeah. So in Michigan, we have uh, around 10,000 children in foster care. Wow. Michigan, or excuse me, Jackson, around 165. 165. Uh, what, is, what is kind of the need in, uh, in Jackson? So um, primarily it's gonna be these older kids. Okay. We also are looking for homes always that will take sibling groups. So, um, so we have, you know, sometimes groups of three or four that um, children that get removed from their parents and we'd like, we wanna keep them together mm -hmm. whenever possible. Um, when we talk to children who are older, may have, maybe they're adults now, but we're in foster care, um, one of the things that we hear regularly is, you know, I could understand why you took me away from my parents. We understood mm -hmm. what was happening, even though we were children, we didn't understand why we couldn't stay together. 
And so, um, so that's a really hard thing for kids to understand. And so we do everything that we can to keep them in the same home. Yeah, they, they get the feeling like, oh my gosh, this is my fault. Right, right. And, uh, and we don't, that's the, the last thing that we want yeah. them to think because it is absolutely not true. So if you're yeah. considering um, becoming a foster parent or learning, I'm sure there's hundreds of questions, what do you do? Well, there are lots of different ways that you can, uh, first of all, I always say you can always call me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I get, I get people reaching out to me at, at different points and then I'll connect them uh, with my licensing supervisor if they're here local. Um, but we talk about this all over the state. Mm -hmm. It's a need all over the state. So um, there is a phone number that, can, that you can call and you will reach what we call a foster parent navigator. And these oh. are actually people who either are foster parents or have been foster parents before, which is really great because then they can answer any questions mm -hmm. that someone has, even probably better than me because they've actually lived it. And so, um, so living that experience is important as well. And then they'll get, they'll get folks connected in, um, in the right county or with the right agency uh, because they can be licensed either with a local office like mine or, or a private agency like um, Family Service and Children's Aid here locally. Yeah. Uh, foster parents, do you have to uh, be well off financially? Do you have to pay for everything? Is there anything out of pocket? What about medical? <laughs> <laughs> How about sneakers? <laughs> yeah. How about sneakers? Sneakers. <laughs> um, you, so you don't have to be well off. Okay. Um, you do, I mean, you do have to be able to sort of uh, be able to take care of your own family. Yeah. Um, but, um, but you will get some, some pay for being a foster parent. It's not going to make anyone rich. Right. Um, but it does help to sort of um, counterbalance having extra children in your home. Um, and then for sneakers and clothes, there are clothing allowances that happen each year. Right. So the kids get a, a lump sum and then they can go shopping and get, get nice. the clothing that they need. Um, and then those are the sorts of things that we help with too. If there's ever a need, we uh, as the office get contacted and then you know, really our job is to support those foster parents. And I also wanna say relatives mm. uh, because relatives are, are hugely important. And, and we look to relatives first mm -hmm. Because putting, if you have to be removed from your, your parents, being with your grandparents or your aunts and uncles is really the next best thing, so. And you want to put the kids in a place where they look like the, their, their foster family. You're yes. Trying to match you know, black kids with black families. Yeah. There's, is there a shortage of? Well, there is in Jackson. Yeah. So I think we have one or two um, foster homes of color. Um, and uh, we have uh, a, a, about a 6% of our 165 children are black children, but we have 22% that are mixed race, black and white. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's another thing that we've heard from children who have aged out is not only was I removed from my parents, but I was re removed from my culture and my mm -hmm. ethnicity. And, and so, um, so yes, that is something that we are recruiting for as well is, um, is foster homes of color. Um, and then the newest thing is uh, we are able to look at what we call fictive kin. Uh, this just changed in the law last fall. And so um, these are people who just have uh, close relationships with the children. Mm. And, um, and they can take them in if they're willing to do that. And we will still work with them. We will help to get them mm. licensed. Uh, but it's, it's a great opportunity in, um, in those situations where we don't have a foster home that's willing to take them yet and we don't have any, um, any relatives. Mm. 
And I know that the term of uh, a fo foster parent can be anywhere from hours to weeks to Years to years. forever. Yeah, forever. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we would also, you know, we would be happy to have a, a home license that, that says, you know what, we'd, we'd just be willing to do it over a weekend or overnight while mm -hmm. you're looking for the best match for the child um, so that they have a warm bed and a, a place to take a bath or a shower and, and get some home cooked meals while we um, make that best oh, match. That's a, that's a nice way someone yeah. could possibly help oh, out. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, and then sometimes it's long term, sometimes it starts short term. Uh, we just recently had one said, well, I'll do it for a couple of days. And then they're like, we love her. We want to keep, cool. you know, we're going to yeah. keep her. That's nice. And, um, and so they just bonded and, and matched up well. And so, and then, you know, sometimes uh, it ends up in adoption. Mm -hmm. So it's a forever family. And children uh, in foster care, they're eligible for Medicaid, correct? Yes, uh, automatically covered for Medicaid and Medicaid is uh, both medical and dental. So, um, yeah, and we, we have Center for Family Health here in town, which has the dental clinic. Um, sometimes finding dentists that take Medicaid is difficult, yeah. but we have all of that here in Jackson, so we're lucky. And you want to keep kids from Jackson in Jackson, so we do. keep things familiar. Keeping them in their schools and with their teachers and, you know, the counselors and coaches and all those things that they already have, friends. Uh, one of the things that we know from our adverse childhood experience work is positive childhood experiences are extremely important and uh, friends are huge, mm -hmm. huge. Mm -hmm. Zoe, thank you so much uh, for being here today. Certainly. So we can uh, increase, get some more foster parents here in Jackson. Zoe Lyons, Jackson Director, the MDHHS. More of the morning show right after this quick break. The morning show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Our show today is brought to you by the Enchanted Forest Bar and Grill, located at 3705 Ann Arbor Road. They have daily specials, and on Sundays, they have a brunch in Bloody Mary Bar. They can also accommodate your parties and groups, so uh, give them a call today. Reserve your space. The Enchanted Forest Bar and Grill. Our next guest is the music director, director of music at the Jackson Symphony <laughs> Orchestra, Dr. Matt Aubin. The Maestro. Good morning, gentlemen. Hello, sir. Good How morning. are you? Big concert uh, this week, and it sounds like this is going to be the event of the year. Well, you know, <laughs> go big or go home, right? Yeah, I, I think uh, it, it's funny how certain things lead to uh, just kind of snowball, I guess. I uh, had this idea last year when I was programming the season to do this piece, Pictures at an Exhibition, which is a pretty famous orchestral piece. And, uh, and then wanting to like think about how we could augment that with other pieces of music that are inspired by the visual arts. And, and then also thinking about our community and everything, I, uh, I decided to talk to Phil Curtis and see if he would be interested in both sponsoring the concert, but also having a piece written especially for his, uh, his uncle's artwork. So Philip Campbell Curtis, a great American artist who uh, was, was born in Jackson and later lived in Arizona, 
Uh, it's just, it's artwork that really speaks to me. I, I've, I've gone over to Phil's house. I've seen it in the gallery show at uh, Spring Arbor University. And it's just really intriguing. It deals with actually a lot of musicians in, in a lot of the artwork. So, uh, so Phil was on board and we, uh, we commissioned Jeremy Crosmer, who's from, uh, from Ann Arbor and is a cellist in the Detroit Symphony, a composer that we've worked with before. And he, uh, he wrote a piece based on one of Philip Campbell Curtis's uh, artwork. So how will it work, Matt? Will the art be on display during the, during the performance? Yeah, so we have different visual things happening throughout the show. Uh, and the very first piece of music that we do, the speed painter from Jackson, Evan Strzok, is going to come and, and create a piece of work as we play about a four minute long piece. Oh wow, so, no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. The second piece, we're doing a, a piece by a black composer named William Grant Still uh, called Mother and Child. It's just a very pretty, almost like a lullaby for strings, about eight minutes long, and we'll be featuring artwork that School of the Arts students uh, created based on that, like inspired by. And then on the third piece, we're doing a violin concerto called Fire and Blood by a Michigan composer named Michael Doherty. And it's, it's, it's inspired by the murals uh, that Diego Rivera and Frida Kahlo did uh, that were basically commemorating the, uh, the auto industry mm -hmm. in Detroit. And so, so we'll just show that and then the, the focus will be on the violinist for that. Uh, and I can keep talking if you want. I love I, it. Uh, yeah. Well, I was going to mention, uh, you know, we, we mentioned we're, we were going to be, we'll be out and about, won't be able to be there, but uh, student tickets only $5. Right. So, uh, yeah. and this would be a great show to bring uh, your young, your young artist to. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's the type of experience where uh, if you're, if you're a little bit on the fence about classical music, this is not going to be. A, you know, a normal concert. I don't think our concerts are formal and stuffy anyway, but if you have that perception, I think you can, yeah. you can uh, shelf that because right. this will be a real celebration of all the arts to, you know, in, in addition to the music. We, we, on the second half, you mentioned the piece uh, by Jeremy and, and we'll probably display the original piece of artwork on stage so that people can kind of see it. it. It's called Solo and it, it depicts a horn almost kind of uh, growing out of a tree. And so the piece, of course, starts with a French horn solo. Uh, and in really, I think, captures the essence of the work well. But I, I think the really neat thing that I didn't even plan originally, it just kind of came about about a month or two ago, was that about 10 years ago, there was this film commissioned to go with pictures at an exhibition. And it's, uh, it's an animated film that basically depicts all the little tableaus, all the little scenes from, from the piece. The piece is about 30 minutes long and has these very short movements. And, and you, you, know, you may have heard them in popular culture, television commercials, movies, things like that. So these folks created this film. And rather than us being coordinated with the film, which is kind of how it normally works, we were playing the soundtrack to Indiana Jones. That's what we would have to do. Uh, in this case, the film actually adapts to the music. Huh. So they do it through like kind of clicking along with us in our tempo. And then the, the film is created in such a way where it's, it's flexible. Huh. It's really cool. neat. Amazing. Really, yeah. So I think, I think it's going to be a real treat for everybody. Well, part of Evan uh, Strzok's um, 
deal is he's a speed painter yeah. and yeah. when he first started he'd set up a boom box and and paint with mm. the tempo of the music right so does he know the tempo uh, uh, do you have to well he's coming in thursday i think i i hope he's listened to this piece because this piece is not uh <laughs> it's not it's not normal it's it's a contemporary piece it was written in 2022 by this same composer michael doherty who's on faculty at u of m and it, it it does something that uses mix meters is what we call it. So it goes like da 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 So it's almost like, I don't know, there's not a steady beat, let's put it that way. So he's gonna almost have to dance with the music, I think. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. He does, he dances and I think the plan is that we will, after he creates the work, it'll be there on display, and then we're hoping to auction it off at the Guild Ball next December. Wonderful. Yeah. Do we know what he's? He probably isn't told. I think that's a secret. surprise. Yeah, it's always a surprise. Don't even guess. Yeah. Don't even guess. You have an oven struck in your house. I sure do. Yeah. You do? Yeah, he yeah. did. Uh, my brother uh, got it for me. Uh, a Kobe Bryant. Oh wow! A month and a half before he passed away. Isn't that amazing? Oh, wow, that's but, yeah, crazy. Yeah, Evan delivered it on Christmas Eve. He's so talented. Man. So people should plan time before and after because there's goings on yes. associated with Yeah, that. so at 6.30 we have a pre-concert talk for a half an hour. Of course, if you get there early, you can walk through the gallery and see the uh, Philip Campbell Curtis artwork. Uh, Phil was able to work with his personal collection, uh, Albion College, and also I believe it's the Phoenix Art Museum to have several of his uncle's works on display. It's a really nice mixture of uh, his whole life and uh, and and I think most of the selections that Phil chose all feature the musical mm. uh, instruments. I, I also didn't realize that he created his own type of furniture yes. and so some of that is is on display out there. I mean it's really you know like see the harp and yeah it's it's just really amazing. Um, Is Frank Lloyd Wright influence and yeah. Both his art and the furniture. For sure, for sure, and and I think it's uh, it's fascinating that he uh, he um, painted to classical music. That's hmm. that's what he did. Phil t Phil told me, and uh, and somebody was saying I, what, maybe Philip Campbell Curtis's mother was an organist or something hmm. in, in Jackson. I, I don't remember, but there is one painting out there that deals with the organ as a subject, which is neat. Yeah, you want to learn more about Philip C. Curtis, there's several books available. In fact, there's some uh, display copies at the gallery. Yeah. So you can browse through those. And you, I think you can also order them. Mm -hmm. But um, it's a great opportunity to support the arts in just about every, uh, every way this weekend. Well, and to really highlight local talent, right? You have yeah. two Michigan composers. You have uh, two Michigan-based visual artists, the Jackson School of the Arts really want to shine a light on the rich art scene in our community. Awesome. Saturday, pictures at an exhibition and tickets available. JacksonSymphony.org. Have a great show. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. The Director of Music at the Jackson Symphony Orchestra, Matt Aubin. Morning Show continues right after this. The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. Good morning and welcome back to 
The morning show. How are you today? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, I was thinking, you have all this stuff to do before your uh, before your vacation. What's the one thing you always forget to do? Um, one thing I always forget. Uh, I never forget anything. Really? Okay, yeah. good. What yeah. do you forget? Nothing, because I prepare for a week in advance. Mm. So I'm working on it right now. Count out all your pills. All the pills. <laughs> yep. Get all the pills ready. Yeah. Got to make sure I have all my pills for my trip. Do you have the chargers, the right charger? Pills, chargers, <laughs> what else? Credit cards, mm -hmm. um, and then any other vices that I need. Yeah. Diet Coke, amongst others. Mm -hmm. So, If you're traveling in the Northeast, uh, Amtrak announced yesterday uh, some really steep discounts. Nice. You can go uh, from Amtrak, via Amtrak, from New York to Washington, D.C. for 20 bucks. Really? That's yeah. a heck of a deal. And if you think that's a great deal, you can go from Baltimore to Philadelphia for five bucks. Well, that's not that far away. Well, that's enough. I mean, five bucks. I think it's only a 20 minute drive. No, Baltimore and Philadelphia? They're not that far apart. Well, they're a little further than five bucks. Well, maybe they're, maybe they're farther apart, but that's a good deal, five dollars, excuse yeah, me. But, oh, the, the hitch, you, you gotta go between 7 p.m. and 5 a.m. That's oh. an overnight thing. Mm. But that's I'm, fun. Those are fun times to be on a train. I'm kind of staying away from trains at the moment. Uh, well, you know, due to all the derailments. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not traveling by train yeah. anytime soon. I used to like to go to the Chicago by train all the time, but oh, I'm not sure what Chicago looks like. We should, so. still, we should go. Well, I, I'm afraid. All right. Uh, we're out of time. Who's on the show tomorrow? Tomorrow we have Antonio Parker, D. Talmadge, and Teresa Dark. We'll also have Tina Yo Lindsay from Hometown Heating and Cooling. Later today, Henry Ford Jackson Hospital President Emily Moorhead, speed painter Evan Struck, Ellis Sharp Museum's Julie Johnson, librarians Ann Neff, Rose, Jan McLean, and our big Brothers, big sisters, match of the month, Sarah Harris and her little Aubrey. All that this afternoon, starting at one o'clock. We'll see you then. <laughs>